0: It's like a skeleton city. There's nobody on the streets, and there wasn't. It was about 12 when we got there, about 3 when we left. There was no one, just, just sparse. But it's so interesting because then I met somebody who had just come in from downtown and said, you should see the stores. I said, there's no one in them. There was no one in the streets. He said, no, 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 they're not in the streets. It's too cold. But the stores, shoulder to shoulder, bolder to bolder human beings. It 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 looked like somebody just opened the door and everybody went in. So the cold weather has kept people from the hustling and bustling in the street. But they sure are in the stores. Well, that's Christmas. That's Christmas. I want to paint a little picture for you. Christmas back in Bethlehem. A young man and a young woman are coming down from the city of Nazareth. And they're coming into the town of Bethlehem. It's interesting because Joe and I made that trip just a few days ago. And it's so interesting to be able to go that route. They weren't the happiest couple in the world. You see, she was a beautiful virgin and a lovely girl. Lived in the hills of Galilee. God sent an angel to tell her that she was chosen of the Lord. And she yielded and surrendered to that choice of God. But when she got back to her little town, because you see, The angel told her, and she accepted. But the angel also told her that her relative Elizabeth was big with child, and that that was also a miracle. And I think Mary must have said within her heart and her mind, what's God doing? Elizabeth, she's never had a child. Zechariah, they're old. A child now, they're old. But I'll go see. And the scripture tells us that she went and she stayed for several months. It wasn't a just in and out visit. She stayed a while. Then came back to her hometown. She was looking pregnant. Can you see the old ladies in the town? And there are some old ladies that are unbelievable. They look into your eyes and they tell you you're pregnant. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had one look at you and say, mmm, it's a boy? They just check you out. And the buzz in the town was that this so-called virgin was pregnant and they got to Joseph's family. Your son's sweetheart isn't looking too good. You've got to do something about it. You know what the law says. They called Joseph and they said, Joseph, Mary's pregnant. And then comes the great question, is it yours? Joseph knew it wasn't. Mary knew it wasn't. What do you do? Scripture said he was a just man. The interpretation of just means he knew the word of God and respected it and lived according to the statutes. And according to the law, she had to be rejected. She could not be accepted. And being just, which is a state of mind and a state of spirit, and I must make the difference because there's a state of heart which is sheer emotion. It's not that state. She knew in her mind and she knew in her spirit. Joseph didn't, and that night when he was planning to put her aside, but his heart got the best of him. He says, I won't do it publicly. I won't do what the family wants me to do, I'll, I'll, I'll manage some way. And that night the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, and I love what the angel always says when he talks to us, don't be afraid. Don't you love God? Because you see, when God talks to you, you are afraid. When God talks to you, the language is so different that you just hold back. When God talks to you, most of the time, you don't even think it's God. You don't. And that's why it's so important to just hang in there. Because your mind is liable to reject it as something that's yours. Have you ever had... Have you ever had a moving of the Spirit of God to tell you to do something, but you think it's you, so you check it out so much that you reject what God has said. He understood it was from God. And then something happened in Rome that thrilled Joseph's heart. He says, Mary, you're not going to suffer anymore. We're getting out of here. What do you mean? Well, we've got to go down to Bethlehem because there's a census. You'll be all right. I can, I can understand the tenderness. I can understand the care. But Christmas is a time of rejection. Yes, Mary was rejected by the people, almost rejected by Joseph. God intervened. And when they do get to Bethlehem, there's no room in the inn, no place for him. Once again, rejection. The scripture says to us in the 12th verse of the gospel of John, unto his own he came and his own received him not. And that's the thing that broke our heart in Israel. There's a lot of tourism that's built up for the pilgrimages of Christians, but there's still a people that don't receive him. There's still total rejection. I'll always remember in prison, I get a precious, and I've shared this with you, it's just to repeat for those that haven't heard it. We had a beautiful Jewish girl get to know the Lord, accept him as her Savior, and she was so on fire for God. And after a few weeks, she wanted to sign a paper stating she was changing her religion. I didn't like those papers, and I said, look, forget it. Just don't, don't sign the paper. That's not important. The important thing is that he be in here because once you sign the paper, the whole bureaucracy of the religions get involved. So I said, forget the signing of the papers. And she said to me, the next thing I'm going to do, I says, what is it? She says, I'm going to talk to my rabbi. I can't wait till he comes. I said, honey, do me a favor. Don't. <gasps> Don't you think he ought to know the truth? Don't you think he ought to know the light? Don't you think? I said, honey, he's not ready. She says, but I was ready. I said, oh, darling, he's not ready. She says, oh, all right. But parole came up early for her. In less than four months, she was up for parole. And she looked at me and came into the office and said, you know, you know, chaplain, now I'm going to tell the rabbi. I says, well, you're leaving You can do anything you want. And with great joy in her heart, she went to the chaplain that Friday. And she sat with him and talked. And she looked into his face, and she said, Rabbi, what do you think of Jesus? And he just stood very still, never lifted his head, turned his face toward her, lifted his head, and said, I don't think. And she looked, he said, shall we go on? And she said she just sat there and let the tears stream down her face and left. She sat in my office and cried, and we had a little bit of tea and some cookies. And she says, but why? Why? My whole life has been changed. I don't think the same. I don't live the same. I'm going out to be a whole new creature. Why can't he see that? I stated this scripture unto his own he came and his own refused him. They received him not. You know, if that was the end of the scripture, we could die with pain. But unto those that do receive him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. And that doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile. If you receive Christ, You become a child of God. So in the midst of an aura of tremendous rejection, till the day of today, the Jewish community is rejecting Christ. Oh, I know there are Jews for Christ. And I know that in our midst, we've had precious, precious Jewish people that love the Lord. And I thank God for that. But as a nation, theirs is the historical, and theirs is the national, and theirs is the traditional. Well, what can I say? It was there in Bethlehem that one of the most horrendous massacres took place. Herod in search of the king, and knowing exactly what time the star appeared, all the two-year-olds and under, all the male childs were slain. The screams of the woman, the cries that came from Rama the place of the death. Christmas was a very sad time, biblically folks, very sad time. And you know the sadness didn't really let up because even through his trek through his ministry many people came because of miracles, many people came because of wonders, Many people came because they saw what he could do and many people did accept him, don't get me wrong But once again, the people enjoyed the fishes and the loaves The people enjoyed the opening of blind eyes The people enjoyed that the lame were walking The people enjoyed that miracles were once again seen in God's land, in the promised land, the land that flows with milk and honey. Yet, as a nation, he was rejected. I think the saddest part of that is that he finishes his 33rd year being rejected not only by Jews, but being left alone by his own because they couldn't understand not only the rejection involved, but the pain and the suffering. Folks, I'm here to tell you that this is Christmas. It's a time of joy. A time of packages and children's and teddy bears. A time of tinsel and candy canes. A time of pernil and pasteles, turkey and cranberry sauce. It's a time of a lot of nice things we put together and especially family. But I know that right now, sitting here, there are many people going through their own experiences of rejection, your own experiences of pain. There are women here that would like to be married, and they're not, would like to have a good husband, and a home where two people can worship and live together they don't have it. And there are those that have had it and no longer have it, that's painful. And there are people that have it and are throwing it away, yes, throwing it away in infidelity, throwing it away in ugliness, throwing it away because they don't want their characters to change and their lives to change. Oh, we can take a a drink. And we can take a a good hot meal. And we could take and, and, and turn the whole thing around. We can make ourselves merry. But how can you be merry when you reject God? How can you be merry if it's only a celebration? It's got to be a revelation. It's got to be a transformation. It's got to be a place where he's born in you. And then he grows in you until you become the man and the woman of full stature in Christ Jesus. It's a birth that gives us new birth. It's an entrance that takes away darkness. It's a joy that quenches our sorrows. Oh, folks, we get giddy at Christmas, and that's OK. But remember him. Remember him. And as you're going through your pain, remember he knows all about it. You're going through your questions of why he knows. I came to church crying this morning. And there's something that Joe doesn't like. He doesn't like me to cry. I suppose he sees me so strong, he feels that if you cry, you're not strong. That's okay. Maybe I'm not. You know why I cried? Because somehow or other, you go through a time where God takes so much from you. We well, you have to let go of so much but we never realize that as you let go of whatever you have to let go of God has an abundance at the end of that surrender that's incomparable to what you have given and this is it this is it the enemy would catch you up on the fact of well. God knows, what, I'm weak? God knows my need. Yeah, but he's also given his word. And don't ever think for one minute that God will give up his word for your need. He'll give you his power for your need. He'll give you his joy for your sadness. He'll give you his strength for your weakness. That's what Christmas is all about. A babe that said, I'll come in and we'll grow together. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him.